13. Age 12. Kals Clancy had a thing for the woman in his video game. She was a projection, tall, older than he, shapely. She wore a tight ivory-colored dress that exposed most of her breasts. Most of her brown legs extended far beneath the hem to meet faded brown combat boots. Her breath brought a light to her face, and as she ran the breath shortened and her chest rose and fell, tightening and loosening the white fabric. And at the boundary of one virtual world she would fly into the ash-gray skies seeking another. Kelsey watched from the dirt. He watched her long enough to make it seem that it was not she who was rising, but he who was falling, down into the earth, possessed by a strange euphoria. But today, he didn't want to talk about it, she had betrayed him in the game. He had asked for directions to the end of the maze, and the bitch lied and sent him into a trap to get ahead. Out of rage, he had blasted back to his initial position and continued onward to find the woman. Yesterday, she was a shimmering, silent guide. But today, she was the divine enemy. And look, there she was. He could see her dirty blonde ponytail brushing across her hips as she ran. And he ran after her, watching her legs scissor and plotting an attack. She turned into a building. He followed her into the darkness and then stopped. They couldn't fly here because there was a ceiling. He would backtrack and wait for her on the other side. His footsteps crunched against the gravel as he circled the building. He leaned against the bricks outside and waited. He heard her breath and rubber footsteps pounding toward the exit. He realized then he couldn't bring himself to kill her. He wondered whether the virtual woman felt virtual pain. She acted as if she did, cringing her face, bleeding, existing as if she had a life to salvage. In the game, even she was subject to death. A virtual death, perhaps, but he couldn't wouldn't kill her. The line between virtual and real was not something Kals easily understood. She was the enemy, but she was beautiful, from what he understood the word to mean. The wall noticed his confusion. Kals, it said, do you understand the meaning of the word lust? Yeah, he said, that's before... Sex, the wall said for him. That's when people want sex. Sex is for reproduction, the wall went on. Kals remembered the wall explaining sex in its anatomical and evolutionary purpose. At the time, Kals couldn't imagine why anyone would voluntarily do such a thing. But he thought it through and realized that it now made sense. Lust was real. This disturbed him more than he expected it to. A creeping frustration grew. He remained in his stupor for a moment. He didn't know what to do. As the woman's projection approached, a wave of indifferent impatience swept upward from the soles of his feet. He snapped the woman's neck, dropped the still body in the dirt, and ran. The woman in her stained, pearly dress shut her violet eyes and ceased to exist. The wall ignored this. The wall ignored all bad things—pain, death, and evil. The goal of the game was not to kill, but to progress— but all the kids had resorted to removing other projections in the game by means of killing. The wall did nothing. Still, Kals feared its silent observation. He forced a weak smile, hoping the wall wouldn't see the holes in his heart and hate him for the evil he had conjured in its world.